All right, well, let's come together in prayer, dropping in, dropping inside. Just taking a few centering breaths. And we are so thankful to be here together today, so thankful for our own yes to clear this time for our deep conversation and sharing. We are grateful that we are interested in knowing more about ourselves. We are interested in letting spirit show us all the blocks to knowing ourselves truly and fully. We are grateful that we have this space, this safe space to share, to explore, to learn more, and to uplift each other. And we open ourselves to the presence of the angels, the presence of the spirit, which is always with us, which is always willing to support us, which is always here now. And we just allow ourselves to listen deeply for the nudges of when to share, when to listen, what to say. We let this call be fully orchestrated by spirit and for the healing of the one mind. And so we hold our community in our hearts during this time. May all benefit who listen later. Blessing this call, knowing it's already blessed, it's already perfect. And so it is. Amen. Yay, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And feel free to stay muted or unmuted. It's a nice small group. And um, I'm so glad you showed up because we are still on the topic of self-medication. And I have noticed that as other topics can feel repeated, we can sometimes feel less interested to talk about it again. But we always... When we talk about it, we learn something, we release something, and we heal something. So thank you for showing up. I'm going to put the question just in the chat for everyone to have as a reference, and it was just two questions. Um, And luckily today they feel very kind of straightforward. And so I'll just read those. And the questions were, when you're making the decision to move into self-medication, how are you actually feeling? And then how does it feel afterwards? So we take a deep breath. (laughs) And whoever would like to start and whatever you'd like to share. And, you know, we've been on this journey for a couple weeks. So anything you want to include in addition to this as well, just let it let it flow. I think I will start because I had a difficulty with finding. I don't think that I self-medicate. I mean, not in the typical ways that people have been sharing. And I've been to a couple of those meetings. But I have noticed a pattern in me that, and this has probably been most of my life. First, it was, of course, regular religions, you know. Then it was spiritual readings. And then, of course, right now I'm doing classes and everything. 
But what's come up for me is that whenever um, I feel bad or if I have any kind of discomfort, that's the source I go to is either reading something or, you know, trying to connect or whatever. It, it, it's almost as though the spiritual seeking itself became sort of a self-medication for me. And the reason that I think it's true is because now that I'm beginning to not feel so stressed about it, about making sure I attend all the classes or do everything that I'm supposed to be doing, I'm feeling more relaxed from 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 that. So I'm thinking, well, maybe even though it's a good thing, um, or apparently it's a good thing, <laughs> and um, I think that maybe for me, it's been kind of because even like if I'm having problems at home, usually I just go out. I'll go out and I'll pray, or I'll go out for a walk or something. Oh, I'll just just go into another room and start reading. So I've been going to those things more than anything else. Not so much eating or, you know, the typical stuff. So so I'm seeing that I don't really need to be seeking so much on the outside, which I've been told <laughs> before, that everything is inside. And lately I've been spending a lot of quiet time and just really just connecting with spirit and just being kind to myself. And I'm beginning to feel more at ease so I'm not sure exactly you know with the self-medication um well I guess yeah I guess it is appropriate because it could be anything that that um but maybe I was kind of shy to bring it up because we are <laughs> in a group you know which is supposed to be healing and and for me to say that it's not the group itself. It's it's the wanting to be in there. I guess the craving for that is really the problem, not not the actual participating in the group. So that's my issue. Thank you. Thank you, Karine, and thank you for starting, and thank you for representing your own way of seeing it. Here, Robin, I'll unmute you. Go ahead. That was really a wonderful opening. Um, and I feel the same way, Kareem. And um, I feel like I'm just fill I feel fill my time up with with this wonderful um sorry I'm being distracted by this phone call. Um wanting to just listen to everything and participate in all of it. And it's gotten to a place for me where I wasn't able to keep up with the um, classes and the expected homework. Uh, I also was working some summer camps, which certainly took me out in a whole different venue. But I felt really, uh, I've been doing the summer camps. I taught at a preschool for years and years and years. Now I'm retired, but I'm still doing summer camps. I usually do two weeks. I ended up doing four, and it was wonderful. Uh, but it just took away my quiet time in the morning or the length that I usually like. And then just 
I was just missing out. So, but even without the camps, I feel like I really need to hone in. And I, I literally joined a class, and I'm when I make a commitment, I, I, I really follow through, or I like to think that I do, ninety some percent. And, and I finally just said, I can't do this, which felt kind of like a failure, but not too much because I really thought about it and I said, and this is new for me too, honoring myself. And saying no, it with spiritual practices feels like a negative bad thing to do. But I finally just said, I cannot do this. Uh, it, I'm not even drawn to it at this point. And um, so I stepped back. So thank you for bringing that up because I was like, I don't medicate like in the normal ways that you think of smoking or eating and drinking and that stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of like my TV activity is Sunday night with Masterpiece. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, I, Sunday night, that is just such a treat. And uh, just listening to Jennifer lately saying about how she will take a day to do these things that she loves, I'm deciding that I can do that with intention and, and enjoy it and not feel, um, you know, have bad feelings. So anyway, just thank you. I'm trying to wrap my mind about, okay, where am I in all of this, and um, what are my intentions with Masterful Living, and of course in Miracles, because I'm just like trying to grab it all, and, I'm, and, and it's just really scattering, because I can't, I don't want to miss anything. So thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. Well, since we're saying thank you, I'm going to just add thank you, Robin, because on Tuesday we had the ACIM with Linda, and I wrote down, I had a little, small little board and a chalk that I have, and I'll write a sentence once in a while, and I wrote down what you said, only loving thoughts are true. And it's been guiding me the last couple of days. And anytime I think anything that I don't feel loving in my being, I say, well, that's not true. You know, so so that was a very good help for the last couple of days. Thank you. No, thank you. That's one of my tools that are right, right there in my pocket that I can, you know, gratitude is first. And then that is pretty, just so easy. And just shifts, yeah, helps shift so beautifully. Only loving words are true. But thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to see you, Rieko. Thank you, Robin. Well, good to see you, and thank you for your share. I'm just very touched and inspired by 
both of your shares, Corrine, Robin, like that. I just felt this very um, quiet but strong choice for self-love, like making the loving choice for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And and isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day? Um, and I can totally relate to wanting to do everything and wanting to do everything really well. <laughs> um, it is laughable. It is pretty laughable, yeah. <laughs> and, and what I get constantly reminded of is that I don't have to give my power away to anyone or anything. Like, even this beautiful community or the masterful living class, like my peace is not, that's, it's not, that's not the source of my peace. It's something that's so helpful to me, something where I can feel so nourished and comforted and uplifted and inspired, but it's, that's not the source of where my peace or mm -hmm. worth comes from. Um, and neither is, any of the things that I turn to for self-medication. But at the same time, there's definitely a, uh, a very confused and scared and hurt self inside me who, who really thinks that she needs to rely on those things to comfort herself when the anxiety hits really high or mm -hmm. um, when she, her mind just feels like it's out of control and feels overwhelming and she needs to rely on something to calm it down. Um, and the five day challenge has really helped me get in touch with that part of me and really have compassion for that part who wants to do more, who wants to self-medicate, who wants to rely on things to comfort herself. And in that when I'm when I am in that place of really seeking comfort and I just really need this right now I need to I really want to just be comforted um, to just let the judgment go and 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 do it with um, mindfulness and presence as much as I can and that just makes it a totally different experience than uh, completely numbing myself and then judging myself later and feeling shamed. And so I think, I think we seek comfort at times, whether it's in a spiritual class or uh, inspirational um, programs, TV, audio, books, friends, food, uh, substance, whatever it is. Um, but I, I feel like this path of uh, self-love is the one in which we, we gently recognize that uh, there's a, a part of us calling out for love and to, to learn to like answer that call for love until supposedly when the need to self-medicate falls away. Mm -hmm. Not there yet, but <laughs> um, so that's what I've been learning lately.
it just, I feel like uh, it's interesting that we're all kind of going, feeling the same things and that there's a deeper quest um, because the classes are comforting to me. And so that maybe is my self-medication is I come and put Jennifer on, you know, to be alone by myself in the quiet, like, no. <laughs> and my quiet time is filled with reading and praying and trying to meditate this much and really go deep and quiet. That's what I so yearn for, and it is just um, it's still very elusive. And then I try to have, uh, you know, so there's quiet time in the morning, and then there's uh, masterful living, and in between there's, you know, tidying up uh, <laughs> and making supper a few times a week. And, um, and then there's other things, but it's like, I've never done, what, a Vespasana? And I'm like, that's shameful to say that. Uh, I can't even hardly take five minutes to just be quiet. I know that, that you know, the Course says, this book, let it all go. And just come, come to your source with empty hands. And I guess I'm feeling like I am, I've gotten very dependent on Jennifer and all of you, you know, really, really um, loving the community so much and needing and wanting to be a part of it so much. And so I'm, I, I guess I'm just trying to look at that more deeply and be more mindful, I'll just use your word again, and and not have to feel guilty when I'm not, when I'm choosing not to take a class. I, the five sabotage, it was just too hard for me to even figure out how to get on it. So I registered one time, and thank God I have it, and I can go and do it for myself. But I feel guilty because I wasn't with the rest of you guys doing that, and I feel like you know, left out and all this. Yeah. So, so I guess I, I'm so glad you brought this up, Corrine, because I, that's where I'm grappling and I just stopped working these camps for four weeks. What a different energy and shift and I'm just trying to settle back down uh, into my routine because I really like routines, but I'm also wanting to be more open to spontaneity and what would spirit have me do. You know, I've got my little thing down, but I'm wanting something more. Uh, uh, or I'm feeling right now that I'm like, okay, here's an opportunity to look at this with heart. And not feel like, well, I've got to take this and I've got to do this to keep up and I'm going to miss out. And um, What about you, Angela? Because you, I don't know how you do everything. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Goodness. I should say that like that. 
Yeah, that's not like um, I relate to um, listening when I'm cooking and listening. Like I relate to just filling my time up with this stuff and knowing that it's helpful. But yet today I was on the computer and I could hear this sound. And it was a woodpecker. And I was like, it was just so cute. It was like I was drawn away. So I'm like, I know the bird is somewhere. I can hear it. I knew, I wasn't sure if it was like on the house. So it was just like this two minute, three minute um, pause. Where I really was present. So I do get something from listening to the classes. I don't always know where it ends up. Um, but I've always said to people who call to ask about Master for Living and say, oh, how much time do I need each week? Because I'm really busy and I'm this and, and I won't have time. And I kind of say it like, don't get it twisted. Um, this isn't about, like, let's not pretend the point is not to hear our own guide. I mean, this is just a chance to, for me, having friends who don't have this community, it's like, this is our momentous energy when we need it. Um, when we need support or whatever, we, we keeps our ball rolling. It's just, um, it can be overlooked that it's about our relationship to our own guide. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, because our teacher has followed her guidance to the point of making the class. So the point is not for us to do all of her homework and all the assignments that she's inspired to do. I think it's even as a, a reflection of, because I sometimes get excited by the thought, like, what if I just gave spirit 15 minutes to talk to me? I mean, spirit can talk to me all day long and, and I do get things and I'm learning how to just be like, all right, what do we feel like doing now? And what is, what do I want to eat? And what do I want to, how do I want to spend this hour? And I let that be a kind of, I'm, I'm in, I am in communion. Um, it's just not necessarily like, a blocked off time where I'm seeking it or I'm, but I love when I read the course cause I'm flipping through it and having my own fun with it. Just like flipping and flopping around mm -hmm. and the lessons where they say, you know, spend 10 to 15 minutes, just letting this thought marinate. And I'm like, oh, Ooh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> if I'm not doing it. I don't know the line in the course, but there's some line that says, if you want to do it, that's really good. That's even good enough that you want to do it. So that, that, that that's kind of acknowledged and rewarded. Like, yay, you want to be quiet. You want to meditate. That's so good. That's a great start. It'll happen, you know. <laughs> Well, Corrine, you used another word. You said, I'm becoming more relaxed. 
and I'm I'm honestly feel like I'm getting that everything comes down to noticing where you are and coming back just coming back as soon as you can to this relaxed state and then I just love saying these words when you do that no matter whether you're just coming back from you wandering and uh, and you just want to say hi to God oh uh, yeah hello or you know I'm, I'm remembering you or that when you do that that this opens up this space for spirit to come in and and work with you in whatever way uh, and I want to open that space up more. I just know that space for goodness is always there if I want to breathe into it. And the breath, I feel, uh, is really spirit and, and paying attention to it in my life is becoming more and more. And I don't do yoga, um, unfortunately, but I do feel like the breath and I just heard someone say, when you breathe out, that's where you relax, and that's where you're with, you know, the oneness. I mean, that's an opinion maybe of someone, but I loved it. So just more and more wanting to open that space for goodness. And, you know, little beautiful things happen all day long, getting a message from a prayer partner or, oh, I don't know, just sweet things that you just go, oh, you're with God is with me, <laughs> you know, and, and just recognize in little things, um, yeah. Yeah, I relate to all of that. The thing is with me, is it was, it's not just Jennifer. I mean, it's like I'm doing the Course in Miracles daily lessons also. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, once you get... Um, one offer from one person and they just keep coming all the time so so i mean there's one time i listened to marianne williamson and i now you know i'm getting all the emails and everything and it's almost like that's one person then there's another one there's about five or six of them that just keep coming regularly and i was feeling guilty deleting you know just because i'm feeling okay i'm going to put this in the envelope i'll look at it later so it was just really building up too much everything else i mean I, like my husband says i don't talk about anything else but spiritual things you know and i tell him well you don't talk about anything else but the news and what's going on out there that i'm not interested in either and that's where we were you know the two of us but now by me being more mindful and aware i'm actually able to sit and listen to him talking about the news and and be okay at first it was like real rejection and i don't really want to hear and i was not listening but now i mean i've gone through different stages and now i can actually sit and look at him in the eye and listen to him talk about something that i don't want to hear mm -hmm. and it's okay and of course that's i know that that spirit working in me as a result of you know the classes and the sharing that we're doing so it was just recognizing that this urge to want to do so many things spiritual was uh, was me trying to you know was I think was me trying to fulfill a void that was never there. Uh, 
So now that I'm beginning to make space and be quiet, and like you said, the breath also, that is something really special. And I've learned to slow down and breathe. And and I can sense, you know, I work with my feelings and sense my body too. And when I, I start to feel that tension coming in, I know that, okay, I'm not in the right place, you know. So mm-hmm. just practicing at home instead of having to go out. And I do go out. I mean, I have a centering prayer group on Thursday evenings, which I go to, and we're doing a book reading club. I'm, I'm, I've been kind of deciding what I really like mm-hmm. and to do what I really like instead of just do, just doing, you know. So I decided that I do like that little group. And I see how, and I can see from last year to this year how we all are growing within that group, you know. Too, plus this is good in the computer, but this it's good to have something live. Too. I mean, I don't have girlfriends that I go out with. I don't have really any kind of social life where I live except for going to church one, you know, once once a week, and then I meet that little group there. So, so the intimacy is just now beginning to little bit with my husband first, and I know that it will, you know, little by little grow. And and um, so self-medication, that's why I came to the conclusion that I think that this was my self-medication <laughs> and that I can still participate in things, but it's the, you know, it's what's behind the participation that's important. Because even, Rieko, when you mentioned the class, and like, I would, lo- I would love to facilitate one, but but not at the cost to me. Like if I have something else to do and whatever, I'm not going to say. In the past, yes, I would say, oh, no, I can't. My husband would say, let's go to the movies. Oh, no, I can't. I, I'm committed to this group and I have to do it. And this is where I used to be. So so this is where I'm seeing that when I allow myself to, to give myself permission to not go on an event or do something spiritual, then that's, um, you know, that's honoring myself. So. Beautiful. Thank you, Kareem. There's so much freedom in not doing. And while I was listening to your share, it reminded me of because I when I when I'm when it's time for when I get an urge to share, it usually tends to be about my challenges instead of successes, but it just occurred to me that I have been feeling like a relaxation too in that um, wanting to do everything and wanting to do everything perfectly and really well. And, and I think the thoughts that are really helpful to me with, uh, with what used to be so stressful is that so all these classes and all these teachers and all these retreats and workshops and books are actually, I am all of that. Like if we were one mind, like it's all me, it's all in me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> all the knowledge in the entire universe is also mine. And so <laughs> it's not that Rieko can access it very freely or anything, but knowing that everything is ultimately me helps me recognize. So why am I so stressed out to get, get it? If it's already mine, if it's already me, if it's already in me. Um, And that feels really silly to, to realize that. So, um, 
and also that thinking helps me um, relax from that uh, compulsive urge, this uh, almost like a self-threat to know something really well or do something really well or do it perfectly and impress everybody and get approval and please people and get your worth that way. <laughs> um, it just seems silly that I, I would seek that from something that's already mine. Um, yeah, so I'm grateful to recognize today that I that's been the shift has been happening in me. I didn't even think about that, but thank you for helping me remind remember that. Now that you mentioned that, it what comes to me is that sometimes we also say that we need something, and we really don't. So I don't know, you know, with the, with, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying it's you or the one. There may be some other group members that are requesting to have a facilitator. But sometimes I know that I was resistant to, at the beginning, sharing or praying, you know, those kind of things. And it may be that you can spend some time quietly with spirit also. And I don't know if you ever felt the guidance to be, sort of, you know, more or less leader. Because even in a group like this, like Angela is facilitating, but we can just, whoever feels, you know, the leadership to say something or to do something at the, at a particular moment because it's coming through spirit, we'll just do it without, without having to need. Who is it that really needs the facilitation, you know, in that sense? I'm just something to think about. <laughs> it just came to me. Because you just shared what you just shared. I'm not saying that you don't need it, but it's just a consideration. As far as, because I know playing small, that's definitely, I, I've been there and I've done that and I've thought that I couldn't do something and then, and then it happened. So <laughs> just food for thought. Yes. You have a point there, Karine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been looking for a segue here. <laughs> I think I'll use that one. Um, but I love the question, who needs, like, because Jennifer mentioned this, like, who needs who needs the ice cream? The frozen yogurt, I think, was her example. Mm -hmm. And in the, because I really want to, I'd really love to release some of how I'm feeling about my self-medication. And, like, since I had, like, an episode this afternoon, like, I'm noticing that it is, a, like, for me, I'm, and it's, like, not my favorite that, for me, self-medication is, like, masturbation because it's not my favorite thing to bring up in a very spiritual, like, wholesome call like you guys have already started. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> like, how do I come into this party um and but i love the question because the question we have today is when you're about to do it how are you feeling and um i like being able to pause and consider because for me it's a very physical compulsion once the idea comes and this has happened to me with other things like 
coffee. Like if someone says, like if I'm choosing not to drink coffee or I didn't have coffee that day, because I can really only do one cup. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> I can only do one. Um, but if someone says, I want to make some coffee, I'm like, coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like game over. It's, it's in my cells or something. Like the cells of my body are all shouting, coffee, coffee. <laughs> and when I, like today there was this, I'm just going to be very honest. Like my husband was listening to music. I was taking a nap. I had to do a glucose test today at the hospital and drinking that stuff. It just, I didn't feel great. So I was laying down, but he played this music and it had this tribal beat and it was kind of like a sensual thing. And I think because I'm pregnant and there's so much energy in my, let's say my first chakra, let's say there's lots of energy there that literally I'm having a lot of energy surges that feel sexual or I don't even know that I know what's happening. And there's like a, it's the way I release it because it feels like a buildup of like, mm -hmm. and having doing Kundalini yoga, like then the other question that comes to me is like, when, when does, when do I feel more balanced? Because it actually feels like an imbalance mm. in my physical body where that's why I get people who have kind of like sexual addiction or something. Like it's, I think it can feel very physically grasping. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, there's been such a gift in my exploration of my own, like pleasing myself. And the word pleasing pleasure is the other word that I feel like with comfort is this desire to please yourself or give yourself like a pleasurable experience, whether it's indulging in whatever it is. And so this has been such an interesting journey for me because it started out with me being very judgmental, knowing that my husband was watching things that were like pornographic. And I was like, what, what are you doing? This is so disrespectful. And then I, um, like I literally felt like, you know, like an old lady with tight stockings on who was like, that's not good. That's not good for our marriage, you know? And then now being like relaxing, actually my cure for my judgment was you try it. And I was like, Oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to be hypocritical or whatever. But what I did was just like, you explore because without your exploration you're so judgmental so i kind of opened things up for myself which has helped dissolve all the judgment and now it's more like okay wait what is actually going on you're feeling a physical urge you're feeling a sort of um you know you get an idea or part of my body is almost like on fire and I'm like, ah, and so, you know, this has just been an exploration and I'm not making myself wrong about it. But for me, it's like a fire. It's like putting out a fire. And so I don't know if that's how drug addicts feel. I have no clue. But I've always felt such a compassion for people who have a compulsion to do some kind of drug or 
that their whole body is screaming, take a drink, take it, you know, like every cell in the body. And then you might have to ask the question, who wants the drink? And it's like, we do, <laughs> you know, it's like everyone. But yet, can you, can you discern like, who is the physical body? It may, it's not, like the cells do follow the control panel. The cells are controlled by the control panel, which is the mind. <laughs> so I think there is just now I'm more curious about how do I get into that control panel and not and direct all these cells. <laughs> and none of it's bad. It's just mm -hmm. uh but I don't feel balanced at the end, and I don't know that anybody who uses a substance of any kind to put out the fire is how I'm feeling to explain it, feels balanced at the end, and it's almost like an imbalance in my energy. And yeah, I probably know 35 different solutions to it that mm -hmm. aren't what I'm doing. But I think talking about it is helpful. Just to like yeah. let, me, let myself talk about it. Um, But I'm so glad, actually, that a lot of this intention was to not make it wrong and bad and not build up this whole world that it's me against this dark sexual world that is bad and I am such an uptight lady and, my, and I'm just afraid that of all these things happening. And I think what it did is open the door of like, well, let me see what's out there. <laughs> And it's kind of like an exploration and a curiosity, mm -hmm. which takes me out of the role of judger, which I would not necessarily prescribe to everyone. I'm just saying this was my own way. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say it is a judgment whenever you're seeing anything. I mean, having had husband issues of different kinds for so many years, any thought that I'm having which is not a loving thought towards him or what he's doing is a judgment. And I know Jennifer's good big on that. And I, and really when I go back and think everything is about judge, 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 judge. <laughs> but what came to me when you were sharing was, have you ever tried? I am not a body. I am free. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> no. I am not a body from the course. That's what came no, to me. No, no, no. I'm not a body. I'm free. You know, like when you're having that urge or whatever, yeah. and, and, and of course with the breathing, okay, I'm not a body. Because I have used that in different occasions. I'm not a body. I am free. And remembering that I'm spirit. So if I'm spirit, this body is not really me. And whatever this body is trying to do, which is just all in my mind, is not really... I still have the power yeah. to you know, to guide it or whatever. Anyway, that's what came to me. I'm not, from the course, I am not a body. I am free for I am still as God created me. And it's not a judgment. It's just a realization that yeah. I'm spirit and I'm bigger than this and I'm beautiful. And I'm, and then you start giving you all the different definitions of what you really are. And that, and that maybe just passes as you're doing it. I don't know, but whatever. It's, I'm, I think I said enough. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, because you want to create a little gap in there from the minute that you get the idea and then it's like, coffee, coffee, or whatever, like, this, this. It's like, okay, 
I hear that. Mm-hmm. And I still picture myself as the mother in the, in the minivan. I, spirit, I'm higher self is driving. And all the kids in the back are like, I want that. You know? And the mom is like, okay, I hear that. Let's think about it. Does that fit in the schedule today? Or what have we had to, you know, like, I can treat that as a suggestion and not give it, you know, that I have to give in to any demand of, yeah. Thank you. Angela, I so appreciate this share so, so much. And I really respect your transparency and the willingness to dive into this topic because we, I think this is the first time we talked about anything sex related in the masterful living setting for me. Yeah. Um, other than maybe a counseling session. And I just think about how, like, alternately, intellectually, I understand that, like, we're not the body and that we ultimately have, the body is just neutral and it's just doing what our subconscious mind is, like, asking it to do. But at the same time, in my human experience, there's, like, certain things that the body just has urges to do and it just does it. Like, going to the bathroom, for example, right? Like, there's no stopping going to the bathroom. You gotta go to the bathroom. Um, maybe you can hold the pee for longer than other people, but eventually you're gonna have to go to the bathroom. And I feel like sexual urges, um, libido is along that same, like, physiological something built into our bodies that just expresses itself. And, uh, and I think you're so brilliant to just explore it and from a place of curiosity and not judgment. Um, I think there's a lot of like dark corners in that topic where we just make it so dark and we just don't want to go there. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to talk about it. We, we don't want to bring it up in a spiritual conversation. Like we want to deny it. We want to push it away. But like if we would just bring our love light awareness into that area, I think there's a potential for us to discover something really beautiful or profound. And I guess the question is, are we willing to invite spirit into our bedroom? You know, like, (laughs) are we willing to masturbate with spirit there? Like, how does that feel? I don't know. Um, I've never tried it. I have just a curiosity. I thought to write this book, I think I only told Anand ever, which was, you know, like the Dalai Lama goes to the strip club. Because I'm like, how would all the spiritual teachers, could they go there and, like, tell me what they're thinking? (laughs) Like, could we? It doesn't matter. I don't need, it's kind of like I've thought about this before. It's kind of like, it's not about proving miracles. It's not about telling Jesus to do a miracle. It's not about telling someone who doesn't want to go there to go there and tell me that you're still spiritual. And it's not that that's my point. My point is when you find something that's very difficult to release judgment around it, to me, it's so fascinating. Like how can this all be loved too? How is this all love? Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. I've been so fortunate that, that I had a, um, you know, without breaching any confidence, but one of my clients that came to me, worked in that scene and um that was so brilliant because i had no judgment i was like you're free 
you're the free one. Trust me. And I didn't say it like that. It's just it could come through the session that I didn't judge because I was curious because I was like, oh, wow. Uh, and spirit brought me this opportunity where I could be so non-judgmental to that person because because I'm on this journey with this topic. And, um, yeah, and that there was someone in our Master for Living group who said that her and her husband used to pray before sex and, like, offer it up as a holy thing. And I thought that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and for me, yeah, it's just it's just years of programming that that it all never started out as like an innocent exploration. It started out as like a traumatic in my face thing that I was like, what the heck? I was little, so mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, everyone and all the men in my family are doing this, and this feels so weird. Why? And this feels so not okay for I'm mad. I want to protect my mother. You know, I was like, that's not nice. So it started out that I was like the cop, the playboy cop, essentially, since I was like nine. And then it was like, okay. And now I'm coming into my own. And now there's freedom. I'm just like, how can there be freedom here? So to me, too, it's not, it's just when you bring up self-medication, and then you have this topic, it's like, okay, wait, what about it? You know, again, getting so clear that it's, again, the motivation. It's like, okay, why am I doing this? Is it an escape? Is it a form of pleasure that um, feels guided or, I don't know, you know, it gets really, like, when I slow it all down so that I can, again, is it spiritual practice, um, enriching me in this moment or is there a higher choice is there you know it's just like to slow down and get clear yeah well Angela I just want to say thank you too for being so transparent and not uh, I because these kinds of conversations don't come up very often and I think we all have these feelings of I can't bring that up. That's just going too far. So I am like, this is so wonderful. Thank you. And, I mean, I just had different ideas that came up. First of all, the culture. Like you say, right off the bat when we're little, that's not okay. And and making it bad or wrong, you know, which is the first place we go. And, I mean, I'm hearing Jennifer say, do not judge. The minute you're judging or having an opinion that's negative, well, it's not true in the first place because it's negative. And, um, you know, just on a physical realm in our 3D, it's like you're pregnant, your hormones are doing all these different things. <laughs> um, so I just want to give that to you, that the hormone, we'll blame it on the hormones. But then there's just loving ourselves through whatever. That's what just comes to me. 
And I ought to know really about that a lot because I'm trying to learn to just loving ourselves, coming back to that edge. Somewhere I got this idea of the edge, meaning it's before, it's like the edge is where you can slip over into ego and depression and misery. And it's like to keep, stay at the edge where you're loving yourself and you are not going to go over into that. I don't know, does any of this make any sense to what you were talking about? It's just loving ourselves wherever we find ourselves and and looking at that opinion. Yeah. And that's all I've got, really. Yeah, and I remember I got to listen to this panel, which was so helpful. It was like all men, men panel. It was a Kundalini yoga studio, but these men were different kinds of counselors and men's group leaders and women could ask men these questions and it was kind of like a man's like view. And of course it, it was varied. It was varied. Men are varied. We're all different. And yet literally they said, instead of just saying like that you wouldn't want your husband to watch some sexual, whatever it is that it almost is like you would look at what they said was something like you'd look at the essence of it. Like what, what is it that in that content maybe is part of your partner's fantasy or part of what turns them on in any way? And that's kind of like what I'm looking at when I'm when I find myself looking for some kind of thing. It's always about like sensuality and connection. I don't like certain other things, so it's like I, it doesn't matter whatever you liked, but. It was kind of like what I love so much is like, don't just disconnect from it because it's bad. It's like, wait, there's a message. For, if you're interested mm-hmm. and you want to have intimacy around the topic, um, and I was like, oh, yay. Like, these are all just the ways that it's not bad or wrong. Because what's worse is believing it's bad and wrong and thinking that my husband's doing it and then I can't stop him. And then it feels like an out of, it feels like a helplessness mm-hmm. or hopelessness and a, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, just yeah. You down. Yeah. It just feels like, wait, how could there be oneness if I'm believing that? Like it just, you can't have an exclusion. So how could this exclusion exist? It just feels like a block. It feels like, Yeah. So thank you all for holding this space. And for me, I spent so many years hiding, just hiding how I felt, what I was doing when I was younger, that now that I'm, transparency is so much easier for me because when I hide or withhold, I don't feel, I don't feel good. So I appreciate this space because um, it's my release. It's my... Thing and yes, it's all, it's all our release. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really yes. want to be the spokesperson per se, like, <laughs> yes. but I'm like, yes, yes, yes. you're welcome. Yes. Well, yeah. And Angela, I just remembered that in the disappearance of the universe, um, they write that, like the ascended masters tell Gary that. Uh, 
being in the oneness with God is like a perpetual orgasm. Yes. So <laughs> that's what I've heard the Dalai Lama say. To yeah. Member who said, "Don't you miss sex or something?" And he's like, "Why would I when I'm coming all day long?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was just so free about it. And I think the person was like, "Oh." <laughs> They thought they really got him, you know, and he's like, wow, my whole life is an orgasm, basically. And it was like, this is the fascinating thing. Yeah. You know, it, what? Oh. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, what just came to me um, is in the course, it says, rise above the battlefield. I'm not trying to make this a battlefield, except that we make everything a battlefield. Yeah. This is causing you some, you brought it up because, and uh, in the Jesus Calling book, it says, rise above the circumstances. Well, in rising above, for me, that means turning to my higher self, and my higher self is all love, and and again, when you when you when you look towards that light, when you look and focus towards love, in any situation or thought or thing, you are automatically dropping the chaos and the battlefield. It, it's because you, you can't hold two thoughts. You can't hold love, and I'll just say fear. And even in the next minute, if you go to fear, you can come back to love. And it's just, it's always just bringing ourselves back to love, which that word sounds so cliche, bringing ourselves back to rest in that higher or that sacred place. And in that, I mean, there, there it is. I mean, just in that, just, just bringing ourselves back to love. And maybe there's a pause and and you switch over to that loving thought and then you you either you know do something pleasurable for yourself or you decide not to you eat the yogurt or you don't but if you're loving yourself that's where if it's intentional like jennifer really helped me with just watching you know, an evening, a Sunday night, I was starting to feel like I should not be doing this. I should be reading the course. Yeah. It's like, just like intentionally, I can say, I just love doing this on Sunday night for two hours. It's like the, the greatest treat. And now I can do it intentionally and with love for myself and let all that guilt. I mean, there's the difference, right? We can masturbate if we're loving ourselves. If we're pretty, if we're Robin said that, then it's true. I, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That seems that, you know, I don't know. Someone might say, bring up something that wouldn't work with that formula, but. Right. Yeah, and if you if we are not loving ourselves and masturbating, we could still choose to let go of the judgment and choose to love ourselves again. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
I think everybody shares, I got the point that there's like this, what we were really seeking isn't these temporary behaviors. Yeah. Um, and I think that's Kareen, like, I'm not a body, I'm free. Like, it's also because the body would have us have a limiting experience, like, of pleasure, of momentary pleasure. And there's something else that's 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 sustainable. Yeah, and which I can ask spirit, like, show me what to do instead of that when I'm feeling this, because I'd like to know. I want to feel what's available to me. Angela, do you have a God box? Yes. Why don't you put that little question in the God box? Okay, cool. Yeah, I can put that as like, yes, as an overarching question. And just the little physical act of writing, just masturbation, question mark, or Mm. whatever, and putting it in the box. It's like it's a little physical act of turning it over. Thank you. Um, does everyone have five more minutes can I share one more thing Um, because you're so courageous Angela I want to talk about something I don't often talk about too which is uh, my my biggest source of shame has been that um, I pick at my eczema patches, which are really itchy and flaky, and it's been such a fascinating observation, because I've talked about Jen- about this with Jennifer before, and she told me very clearly to stop judging it and let it go of the judgment, and I've been practicing that to the best I can, and when you describe the way, like, you want coffee, like, you're, it, it, you're, every cell of your body screaming, I want coffee, like, when when the urge to like pick on my skin takes over, it's like that. It's like inexplicably uh, all-consuming. There's no logic in it. There's no logical thought. It's just like a physical urge. And if I don't do it, it's just unbearably uncomfortable. And <laughs> and so I've been like inquiring about this, like for a long time, I would say like well over a year, like why is it so hard for me to not do Why is it so difficult for me to pause? Why is it difficult for me to not judge it? It's been so challenging. Um, And because inevitably in the act of doing that, I inevitably like, you know, my skin starts bleeding. It's just not very pretty, right? And it's not very self-loving. And I realized that, just like yesterday, I had this insight suddenly, which was so powerful to me, which is that um, my motivation for picking up the flaky skin is that I don't want people to see the flakes. So I have to clear it so that people can't see it. Mm-hmm. And and so thereby, I am preemptively uh, avoiding criticism, rejection, uh, judgment, all those things. And... But then I also realized, like, I'm not surrounded by people who would judge me or shun me for that. Like, it's why still the strong urge to, you know, 
fix it. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me that when I was little, I used to get bullied uh, about physical appearance related things. And back then when I was like age four or five or six, like it was like a matter of life and death that you would go to school and these kids would like point fingers at you and call you names and uh, say things about you really loudly in front of the whole cafeteria, like things like that. Like it was like a, such a traumatic experience and so hurtful that it makes sense that my small self decided that I have to do everything I can to prevent that from happening to me ever again. And so that realization really helped me yet again have look at this whole behavior with more compassion. And even though I'm so lucky to be surrounded by such loving people in my life now, it seems like it's taking time for my small self to relax to, and know that she's safe. And so... I'm just grateful for that. Despite all the years of frustrations and attempts to fix it, attempts to get rid of it, uh, it's been teaching me so much self-love, self-compassion, patience. Um, and it really has been my greatest teacher, this, this condition. Oh, thank you. I feel so moved by how um, we can feel that it's really a loving, that love is all there is. And within you, that it was a loving protection. I've had the same thing because I had cold sores my whole life, like around my lips. And going to school was like the worst and I would hide them and I'd spread them and make it worse. But I felt like a leper or something. It was like... And it was my way of protecting myself by totally it. And I think it's such a beautiful way to see that even the ego, I don't know how, it doesn't always feel like a lover, but I swear somehow it has its own way of keeping us small, yes, so that we don't, like, there's just times where people will talk about the ego and I'm like, there might be a loving, really twisted Thing under there so thank you for sharing that and I I'm so glad you're hearing that from yourself and feeling that just yeah that that um, that it was somehow a loving thought yeah it's very confused but but it is a yeah it's and I really, this past year has been, I've been feeling that um, sometimes the course doesn't talk about the ego in a very nice way. <laughs> um, but, and, and, you know, the whole course is about, like, undoing that. Um, but I've been feeling more and more that it's the ego is not some kind of like outside enemy that we have to slay. It's like 
it's just a confused part of us that just forgotten about love and is really scared of love. And my journey, my discovery has been about really recognizing that and why I made those unloving choices and um, sh like shining the light of compassion onto it. So it's really powerful. I mean, Rieko, I just want to thank you for sharing. Thank you, Megan. That was so close. Thank you. I'm just feeling that the more we choose love, the more we choose to relax. It just disappears. It just melts. It gets healed. That's where we don't have to do anything. I'm just starting to really, it's just. Yeah, yeah and the words that come to me are just like, I understand. Sometimes we don't understand, like in a some sense, but I loved that if some loved one did something or there was something shameful, it was just like, I totally understand. It's not anything to feel bad about it. Oh, my gosh, if the world could be like that. Oh, my God. And you get, I get people who come to work late or they were, and all I say is, Poorly human. And then they just cry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Those are such two powerful words. Right? I understand. And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. That's what came up. I mean, it's like, what's the big deal? I mean, we all make such a big deal. <laughs> you didn't do it right. You're late. What's wrong with you? I mean, yeah. just, just, all those things. Would anyone else like to pray us out? I'll just give the space. But thank you all for coming and giving your extra time and and sharing afternoons with Angela yeah thank you so much Angela are so sweet and I will have to say that Diane brothers coined the phrase coined the phrase afternoons with Angela so sweet second best to having tea at my at my house with everybody you know all of us together and yeah Thank you all. It was really sweet to see both of you and you, of course, Angela. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I will pray out. I will. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, this has been so sweet. Thank you. We place our hands on our heart. So grateful to have this time. So blessed. So um in gratitude that we can open our hearts, that we can come to those places that feel shameful and share them. 
We're so grateful that we can come together and find that deeper place and show love to one another and be supportive and that we could feel relaxed and we could feel accepted and loved. And we know that when those blocks of love are placed on a holy altar, that when we meet all of those with love and compassion and reverence, that they surely will fall away and disappear. And we know that that is true. And we are delighted and we are grateful and we look forward to moving past having all that that keeps us down. And in that, we claim our true selves. We claim the I am presence. We claim the love and light that we are. And we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. And as we lead this call, we are grateful and thankful that uh, we have been lifted and that we are inspired to rest in the light and to love ourselves in each and every moment, knowing that in that lies peace. And we are grateful. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Robin. Amen, amen. Got me singing, the peace of God is shining in me now. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Okay. Bye-bye. Bye for now. <laughs>